program is about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true. Welcome to Far Off Topic, episode 39. I'm your host, Fiasco Jones. In 2019, Swiss scientist Magnus Soderlund proposed that people should start eating the dead in order to stave off global calamity. His suggestion shocked the world with some wondering if science had gone too far. In 2021, a new group has returned to the people-eater concept, but this time they're not trying to appeal to our worries of planetary annihilation. Rather, they think people should eat other people just so they can be closer to their celebrity idols. We'll talk about that in our feature. How certain are you that what you experience as life isn't simply the product of an artificial intelligence running a simulation trying to determine the best way to market heirloom tomatoes. If you said, very certain, then do I have a treat for you in our Bizarre segment at the end of the show? With that, I'm joined by Tiwi from the imaginary cathedral she knows only as Earth sometime in the 21st century. Tiwi, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's such a treat. What did you do to offend Jax that he decided not to come on today? <laughs> um, well, I mean, where do I start? There's so many, so many things. I think uh, the latest light would be that I compared him to a TikTok uh, attorney and made him feel bad about his lack of self-promotion. That was hurtful, I will say, because... Yeah. <laughs> The TikTok attorney really had it going on. He like did. he knows all the little cutscene moves, mm-hmm. or the little you know. There like was the, a lot. <laughs> there was yeah, a lot. just there was so lot. many, so many. Yeah. And he was telling a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jax just just he's just not ready for that. He's not up no. to that that kind of you know. And so he'll he's, get there. He'll get there. Well, I mean, let's admit it. Jax just doesn't have that kind of flesh, you know? I mean, uh, I'm just going to say, I'm just, sorry, Jax, if you have to hear this, but you have to come out of your hole and come out of the cave eventually and admit the fact that you just don't have that kind of flesh, you know? You just don't have that kind of flesh. So he's licking his wounds, and well, I feel sorry for him, but yes. it's time to, he's going to have to just Accept reality. shape up. Yep. Exactly. Yep. With that, let's move on to our pop question. The question is, what is eating Army Hammer? Ooh. I think we last left Army in our episode two, two or three episodes ago, um, where he had confessed to the world he was a cannibal, and then uh, kind of things kind of dropped off. But there is some more news coming out. What, what do you know about Army Hammer? So I feel like this is a bit of a dud because there was a bunch of stories. There was big tease, essentially, that a big story was about to break. Um, I felt like the collective uh, blogosphere was blowing up with anticipation that ARMY did something really bad. Um, Then people were actually suggesting that maybe he murdered some women. Some were saying that maybe he's like a pedophile, which is horrifying. Um, it was pretty bad. It was like kind of your worst case sort of situation, which then also starts to teeter your thoughts into the like, well, why is law enforcement not involved? Um, right. <laughs> you're like, it's a big one. You're like, this is going to break on what TMZ, not LA police department. <laughs> not the prosecutor's office. Yeah. Like, okay. But when the timeline sort of came and went and nothing happened, there seemed to be a bunch of leaks, just leaks. Yeah, I um, leaks. <laughs> just leaks saying the story was killed. But then you're like, oh, did, was there actually a story? Okay, the story was killed. Or was there no story? I don't know. As in the potential he murdered somebody or is a pedophile story was killed because of outside influence? Well, that's what they're saying because he comes from a very wealthy family who apparently does this thing called catch and kill. And uh, I don't know. It's like. Yeah, what what supposedly uh, Trump was doing with all his paramours. 
Which, I mean, that was true. So, I don't know. But here's the thing. That's Trump. I know. And this is Army Hammer. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, getting back to his wealthy family, because it makes it sound like he's like, you know, so it's like, you know, some oil baron or something. I think he is really, really wealthy. Well... His grandfather was part of like this oil, uh, I can't remember what it was. It was like an Oklahoma oil company, I want to say. And, but then he, he, basically his son, Army's grandfather, was a complete jagoff yeah. and had an arrest record. So the money was actually, or the inheritance was given to Army's father, Michael. Well, mm-hmm. Michael, it turns out, didn't fall far from the tree. Michael got control of an art gallery, a very prestigious art gallery, mm-hmm. the name of which I forget. Hammer Regardless, Art Gallery. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Bits and Pieces bits Art Gallery. Bits and Pieces Art Gallery. <laughs> <laughs> well, he decided that having this art gallery wasn't enough, so what he would do is uh, he would sell forged paintings to his rich clientele. Ooh. And... Um, of course, you know, like all great things, he was caught and was forced to close down his art gallery and kind of sink back into obscurity. At most, he left with like twenty-two million. I think that's what Army has now is twenty-two million of his family wealth. No, that's nothing. So I mean, that's good. I mean, it's good for average yeah, folks like yourself and mine. But uh, when you when you think about that's like not the, catch the, and the, kill money though, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like you can go on vacations whenever yeah. you want money, you know? Like, you don't have to hold a regular job kind of money. But it's not yeah. like you are like you can call someone up and say, hey, man, kill this story, but I'm a murderer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or else I will, I don't know, call some richer friends to, like, <laughs> twist your arms? I mean. Well, I mean, I don't know if this is uh adds layers to it but apparently his aunt also wrote a book about how all the men in the family are like psychopaths oh casey hammer or cassie hammer i don't know how you say her name um but she apparently wrote some book about how they're just like dangerous terrible people I don't think she's far off because <laughs> all, I mean, already, like, I mean, I don't know. We don't, I, I haven't read anything about Armand Hammer, uh, the patriarch. Oh, the book, but, by the way, if anyone is interested, is called Surviving My Birthright. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, Armand himself, I don't know much about him, but he was an oil tycoon. So if you've ever watched uh, There Will Be Blood, you know, you don't get wealthy in that industry just by being a nice guy. So his grandkid, or maybe the, the, the orphan he pulled up along the way to make deals, mm-hmm. um, he was a piece of shit. And, so, and then his son was a piece of shit, too. And... Yeah. You know, who's to say, I mean, well, we're kind of already getting indications that Army might be a piece of shit <laughs> I as well. So, yeah, we have lots Cassie of Cassie Casey might be onto something. Yeah, I think she knows. She survived her birthright. So I feel like it was a big letdown, essentially. Um, he may or may not have murdered someone. <laughs> I don't know. When, when you were getting all greased up about this story, I'm <laughs> I was like, excited. I, I know, but I'm like, you should probably temper your expectations because, well, again, like, why are prosecutors, why is it all about these journalists hey, and why are they waiting? I will say, I will say, the allegations, which are not coming from me, by the way, <laughs> these are allegations that were on the internet, uh-huh. were that three missing women were found their bodies were found near a construction site where army hammer was working as a construction worker this is bizarre but apparently he was working <laughs> as yeah he was like working as a construction worker in like the desert in california for like some weird reason and these three dead women is this after he shot the lone ranger movie like when did he decide to go into construction i think it was during the pandemic so it was like in this last year Okay, that and doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I know, it's really weird. I remember that was one of the stories that came out during the pandemic. Because remember I told you before any of this happened, the stories that came out about him were just weird. <laughs> that was one of the things. They were like, Army Hammer, it- working construction. I could see that like if he's in his 20s, just like, I don't know, learning how to make a dollar. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh, pull it up right now. I'm yeah. looking this up. Army Hammer explains why he's been working in construction. This is in People magazine. 
It says, do you think I had anything else better going on? The actor joked of spending months fixing up an abandoned motel with a friend in California. And apparently this motel is really creepy. That's the other part of this. (laughs) Well, it's abandoned. Any abandoned hotel is a creepy-ass place to be. Yeah, here's a quote. It was this kind of abandoned, run-down motel. (laughs) And I came back from the Cayman Islands, where I was during quarantine. (laughs) And I was like, dude... I have nothing to do. He was like, do you want to come live with me in this abandoned motel and do construction with me? The actor recalled. Uh, yeah, really oddly placed laughs for his quote. That's, uh, <laughs> I know, right? I mean, like, I, mean I don't know what he's trying to suggest to the journalists there. So, okay, yes, now now you've piqued my interest. That is very peculiar. And then the bodies just start piling <laughs> That's up. That's what I'm saying. Okay, now let's look at NorCal woman missing since June 2020 found dead near Joshua Tree National mm. Park. I mean, it's a large area for Army to be covering as a killing ground. Per, she was know, found yeah, like three miles from like this place, apparently. From the abandoned hotel? Yes, from the hotel. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was really close. And these all were in the same time frame, too. Here's the thing. It would be even more suspect if the if these like murders like literally spiked like 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 Joshua Tree, the murders in Joshua Tree is like pretty like consistent, you know, like there's only one a year. And all of a sudden, once he gets there, like there's there's three all of a sudden in this like tiny span of time. Well, I mean, either way, it was pretty suspect because it was in June when he was there it's all just very odd it is very odd uh this is very interesting these allegations that were made by people on the internet are very (laughs) odd (laughs) that's true that is very true this internet who recklessly accuses our beloved celebrities yes we love Uh, army hammer (laughs) well i just love all celebrities i just think that they are gods among us Mm -hmm. and um, superior beings yeah so uh, these accusations are they're just i mean that's all they are is accusations baseless Mm -hmm. accusations yep that's uh, that's a great lead-in to our next story, actually, because uh, food scarcity is a growing concern for hundreds of millions of people around the world, and that would be a pretty easy framing device to use when promoting an already controversial product, like, say, synthetic meat. But one company has boldly stepped away from the contrivances of global health or sustainability and decided to go with the pitch, Hey! You want to connect with a celebrity? How about we make them into food you can eat? Celebrity sausage and how it's made is the subject of our What in the Weird segment. A new startup called Bite Labs is claiming to want to make human test tube meat a reality, and they want to use celebrities to do it. A spokesman named Martin told LA Times, At the moment, our primary goal is to provoke discussion and debate around topics of bioethics and celebrity culture. We see inefficiencies, environmental hazards, and ethical problems in the world's food production and distribution. There are exciting opportunities to disrupt the industries while opening new ways to consume celebrity culture. Consume celebrity culture. I got that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Gross. Yeah. (laughs) Here's how it will work, according to Bite Lab's website. A sample of tissue containing myosatellite cells, the type of cells that help repair and regrow damaged muscles, will be taken from a person during a biopsy. These cells are multiplied in a lab using a medium that acts as an artificial blood to grow muscle. Once the cells are mature enough, they will be ground and mixed with different kinds of meat, spices, fats, and oils for flavors using one of the company's time-honored recipes for the creation of fine-cured meats. Uh, It will then be stuffed into casings, seasoned again, then dry aged and cured before packaging for distribution. Makes me want to vomit. It's so disgusting. 
<laughs> I don't know. That last part actually made me hungry. I, I, oh. I, quickly, I quickly forgot about the human people oh, in there. Okay. And just thought about, mmm, salami. Um, <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres salami? <laughs> oh, yes. And that's on their website, they uh, have a few of the potential, like, uh, I guess you, I don't want you to call them stock, the stock foods Ugh. stock cells they have the james franco salami Gross. they have jennifer lawrence from the hunger game clearly kanye west i would not eat kanye west meat i just don't i mean why but you'd eat ellen know. whoa i think bias happening here i wouldn't eat ellen DeGeneres either she's mean did, oh. did you hear what she did no, to i know crew? she's absolutely terrible but yeah here's the thing that could add to the the flavor of the meat, the spiciness. She's That's a spicy true. woman. Jennifer Lawrence, mm, no, no. James Franco meat seems like it would be. I don't disease. He has a weird smile. It's like it's yeah. like I know what's inside here. You don't eat some of it. Mm. Yeah, no thanks. Um, so what the hell is going on? Why is it that cannibals are so uh, big lately? Yeah, yeah, like cannibals everywhere. You got Army Hammer. You've got QAnon. And now you have these guys pushing the the people meat. Like, what's the deal? Yeah, I don't know how this is ethical either, though. That's the part that I'm just. How is this more ethical? How would it not be? It's. I mean, you're you you have you're asking them for their it's their, disgusting their myo satellite cells. I don't know. It's not alive. I mean, it's. I guess it's living Ugh, meat, but it's not like disgusting. it's a person. Yeah, but why? Why people? Why not people? Because uh, they're your celebrities. They're our gods. Maybe what's made makes them great uh, will be transferred into you. I feel um, like it makes more sense to do it if it's like the animals that you eat, like if you're a meat eater, than to do like humans you like. No, it's like it's like that idea of the Wendigo that if you eat a person, you inherit their skills and powers. Like we should we shouldn't be asking for celebrities like like movie stars because they're pretty much useless, right? I mean, movie stars they they really they don't really have a skill. You know, they just they just pretend they 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 do what little children do, but for money. Um, what we should be doing are eating the scientists and the inventors. Um, that's what we should be doing and stealing oh, their life energy. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> that's why you're you're always going to be a first tier human. I'm gonna I'm gonna scale this ladder. I'm gonna eat as many different people as I can and become the greatest Wendigo. You know what? Maybe this is just an, an elaborate troll to sort of get people to not eat meat. It's 100% a troll. It's, a <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who wants it to is, eat this? It's 100% some bullshit. Like, it's disgusting. Uh, so let's go to their website. Um, actually, no, they have a YouTube. I, I thought a few more people would be onto this. But only Ugh. 73 subscribers on their YouTube site. And I so I'm going to watch the video here. So it starts off, it's all green. See some sausage. Celebrities. How do you connect? TV? Over the internet? At concerts? Ugh. Bite Labs gets you so much closer. It's so gross. We take celebrity cells, grow them into muscles, making robust, flavorful, healthy, eco-friendly artisanal salami. No. The people they put to are like trolley celebrities. We bring you celebrity meat. Uh, yeah, they're. I mean, they they're the stock of meats. Like, they're, they're yeah, providing. their meat selection is like nobody wants to eat these people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're particularly they're they're hand picked to <laughs> to be make revolting. anyone sick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really love the comments. So uh, one of the comments, the first comment here is, uh, this is the most vile thing I can imagine. <laughs> you monsters will burn. <laughs> Aww, is that really what it says? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's called cannibalism. We're close to the end now. Hang on. It'll be over soon. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, I, I just, people watching people lose their minds. It's clearly a troll. I mean, it's clearly yeah. a, it's clearly just some commentary. But I will say what what I'm jealous of is that they're biting off of my oldest idea ever that like I, I had my great invention, which I called the meat tube. 
where I had realized that on-demand meat without the the moral dilemmas of how we get meat, you know, killing animals is really the, the biggest problem we have right now. Aside from uh, serving the rest of the world, we need to create a meat tube, kind of like just, you know, like a, a faucet in your kitchen Ew. that you can just Gross. turn the tap and a gray Ugh. muscle kind of will <laughs> come out, like a ground meat would come revolting. out. You could then put it in a bowl and then you would, what you like, say, let's say you wanted to have fish. And chicken, you take the same pink meat and you put it in like a fish mold, and then you put the fish flavoring on it, and then the other same thing with the chicken, you make it like a little chicken nugget, you know, cookie, and then you put the chicken flavor on it, and then stick it in the oven. I don't really eat a lot of ground meats. It wouldn't be; it would have the texture of ground meats, but it wouldn't be Uh, ground because it basically would have never actually been in any form. It's kind of like if you get a. yeah. Uh, if you ever, it's essentially, it's, yeah, it's ground meat in, in any kind of tube. Like, it's like, basically like salami, yeah. Mm, <laughs> and it would just come out, and it could be any meat you wanted. And that's, you'd get the nutritional benefits of eating this high-protein meat-like substance uh, without any of the moral quandaries, you See, know? again, and this, this would just make me become a vegetarian. <laughs> Why would that? This should make you just become, like, a, a risk-free eater of the meats. No. I think whenever anything, you know, I don't even eat what, like non, I don't eat the GMO food. You think I'm going to eat meat from a faucet? (laughs) You should. No. Uh, (laughs) Well, you you definitely should. (sighs) No, thanks. So Bite Labs, which is clearly a troll, they were onto the same thing. And so are lots of other scientists because this idea of synthetic meat is actually, it's happening. Uh, yeah. Singapore has actually become the first, I guess, city state uh, to allow lab-grown meat. Cool. Yeah. Well, isn't that the weird fake meat? That's lab. Well, it's not meat, I guess. Never mind. I was gonna say that weird um, stuff that's really popular in the stores. What's it called? The impossible. Yeah, that impossible stuff with the fake blood taste or something. Ugh, no, <laughs> I don't know. I why would you want I, fake blood taste? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe here's the thing. I don't know what I'm tasting when I eat uh, like meat. Maybe I have. It maybe is the, what I like about it is the blood taste. I, I've never really heard it <laughs> put that way. The blood taste. <laughs> I guess it's what I've been craving this whole time is the blood taste. The blood taste. Is that somewhere between umami and like sour <laughs> yeah, or something? That's the umami. <laughs> Savory. It's like it's MSG. Umami. <laughs> I don't. Blood taste. Let's see. Researchers all over the world have been chasing the dream of lab-grown or cultured meat for years. Two weeks ago, lab-grown meat took one step closer to reality as the Singapore Food Agency approved the sale of cultured chicken meat grown in bioreactors, becoming the first agency in the world to issue such an approval. Now, not long after the approval, the chicken is on the menu at a Singapore restaurant called 1880 as part of a multi-course dinner, including chicken dishes from China, Brazil, and the United States. So, yes, this is chicken meat. Chicken meat. Mm. Lab-grown chicken is meant to be physically identical to chicken from slaughtered animals. It's made of genuine chicken cells, but it's grown on a cell growth scaffold in a factory instead of growing in a live animal. (sighs) The approach differs from plant-based meats like the Impossible Burger or Beyond Meat, which use plant proteins to create products that taste like meat. Plant-based meat often tastes very similar to the meat products it replaces, but it is not identical on a cellular level. No co- no comment on the blood taste. <laughs> it is blood taste, by the way. I looked it up. You know what makes the Impossible Burger impossible? <clears throat> what? Blood? <laughs> yes. They added an ingredient called that they call hame or heme, which is blood, by the way. Right. An iron-containing compound that's found in animal muscles. That's what they add. Blood taste, and that way it bleeds and sizzles when it cooks. Oh. I'm telling you, that's why it's the Impossible <laughs> Burger. They add blood taste to it. Well, see, that is so artificial. That's too artificial for anyone for, for to be any good. This is the way to go. 
take the actual chicken on scaffolds and throw it that way. All of it's gross. I feel bad now that I eat meat, just in general. (laughs) (laughs) Disgusting. Uh, It is bad, but I don't know. I can't stop. Uh, So that uh, probably means that you're probably not at all on board with the Swiss cannibal guy. I'm not on board with any of these things. (laughs) Just telling you, Tiwi, uh, this is the future. This is definitely the future. We're in well, some what was form that or comment another. <laughs> on YouTube, buckle up, it's almost over. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> you better shuffle off quick because uh, it's about to get really strange uh, in the world. Um, I feel like clinical mor- immortality is just around the corner, and if you don't, if you don't die soon, Tiwi, you're, you're going to live forever, and you're going to have to eat synthetic meat just because there just won't be enough meat anywhere on the planet clinical immortality that sounds terrible why does that sound terrible i don't want to live forever no way why would you possibly not want to live forever unless we benjamin button i don't want to live forever that's the other thing uh they just figured out how to reverse aging in a rat let's see Recently, scientists have given old rats young rat plasma, successfully turning back six different epigenic clocks of aged rats, cleared senescent cells, and improved organ functions, effectively reverse aging the rats by 54%. In other words, the treatment more than halved the epigenic age. Clinical immortality, people, just around the corner, which clearly means you're going to have to start eating either people or lab-grown meat. There's no in-between. (sighs) (laughs) <sighs> <laughs> that's my that's my uh Alex Jones moment for oh, okay. this half. <laughs> Don't you have to say it's facts or something or verified? Clinical immortality is just around the corner. You're either gonna have to eat dead people or <laughs> synthetic chicken. That's it. There's only those are the only two options right now. That's it. These are the facts. Wake up. Wake up, America. <laughs> That was really good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're probably going to get at least one listener from that. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, it, like we said, there's something about cannibals in the air. You know, there's... Uh, it's the time. And, and, or just, I should say just funky meat. Yeah. Funky meat is is a subject people are willing, are, are open to these days. Yeah. It's either people or weird plant meats with, with heme. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, scaffold meat, you know, mm-hmm. that's, or, hey, people, my meat tube idea is still, yeah. it's still out there. It's still, uh, 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 you know, I'm taking investors. If you liked what my pitch earlier, <laughs> hit me up in my DMs <laughs> and we'll see, we'll, we'll try to move this forward. Any angel investors out there that think mm-hmm. meat tube sounds like, yeah, the cure for what's Where does ailing it come you? from? Oh, that's the great thing. So just imagine like a, like a garbage disposal unit <laughs> <laughs> underneath the sink. So inside there would be a catalyzing agent mixed with like stem cells or whatever, you know, cells uh, from the, 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 the chicken or so whatever. So it's created product. on the spot? It's created on the spot. Mm. Um, it's probably takes. It's probably been in the, like the tube for a while. while. Yeah. No, no, no. So like it's it creates the, it's there's it's like a res- reservoir in the tube, so you can have it on demand. And then once that kind of clears, mm-hmm. chugs out of the tube, more is grown underneath it. Okay. And it's sustained in that tube. Gross, gross, gross. Or you're just like looking at a, like a tube of plenty. That's what I should be calling it. The tube of plenty. Why not the meat tube? Tube of plenty. There well, we go. You've got it branded now. There we go, people. New brand, new idea. Angel investors. Tube of plenty. Get on board. Uh, most folks don't think of witches when they think of Australia. Outback Steakhouse, Foster Beer, and Kangaroos. Sure, sure, all that. But not witches. Well, a new doc takes a look at one hell of a witch by the name of Rosalind Norton. We will discuss the documentary that sheds new light on the Wicked Witch of Oz in our Bizarre segment at the end of the break. But first, we will jump straight into the thorny mess between millennials and their idiotic hair part right after the break. On evenings like this, I like to curl up with a good book. 
sort of book that lets the imagination run away with you. If you're like me and enjoy the mysterious and the unexpected, you'll love the enchanted world. A fascinating new series from Time Life Books about the legends, myths, and folk tales of ages past. These are the books that let you fly along with those unlucky spirits condemned to haunt the world of the living. You'll find yourself in a world where valiant warriors battle fearsome dragons and scaly creatures snatch away beautiful maidens. Each volume brings to life so vividly those inhabitants of the other world, witches and wizards, ghosts, goblins, and avenging knights. Call now and enter the enchanted world with the first book, Wizards and Witches. <laughs> My favorite subject. It's an intriguing account of sorcery, spells, and deception. Other books include ghosts, fairies, and elves, and dragons. Painstakingly researched by the editors of Time Life Books, each volume is exquisitely illustrated and portrayed with masterworks of art. Each volume is superbly written and bound in luxurious fabric. Only remember, once you're lured into the enchanted world, there's no telling where your imagination will take you. <laughs> There are some stories that don't require an intro, and then there are stories that simply defy them. This is no segue. This place of torment! I've got to warn them! <laughs> I love this story. It just came out, I don't know, a week ago. I don't know when this came out. But uh, I, I, it's now on my radar that apparently millennials are considered the worst generation by fucking everybody because now <laughs> Gen Z like they've already like millennials have already been getting it from everyone ahead of them Gen X the boomers all these people and they've actually held their own pretty well against the old pieces of shit ahead of them like you ruined the world they have all that shit they can throw at at us we're going to move on forward and upward and onward well it turns out though that now they have a little a little brother and sister mm-hmm. called Gen Z that's coming up, and they Gen Z apparently doesn't think shit of millennials either. Mm-mm. What is hilarious is how they've like the reasons why they don't <laughs> like millennials, and like a big one, like a major one, is that millennials apparently part their hair like from the side, <laughs> and Gen Z is like, no, you're the only correct way to part your hair. Is straight down the middle, which looks and so, terrible. <laughs> well, you're a fucking Gen X piece of shit. So, uh, <laughs> like, what the fuck do you know? You're not even in this conversation. I do part uh, my hair down the middle, just for the record. But I think it looks terrible on a lot of people. Like, you, not everyone can pull it off. I'm just, you know. Well, according to Gen Z, that is the absolutely only way you're supposed to part your hair. And Gen, the millennials disagree they're like what are you talking about this is of course you have to part to the side or the left or whatever uh and so yeah so there's there's this huge war now and uh it's it's apparently it's pretty hilarious because i feel like millennials never once got off the ground like with a nice they they never had any they've been attacked their entire existence like everyone has hated millennials and it doesn't look like that's going to change anytime soon well everyone's hated millennials but i think the difference is that Millennials were viewed as the young whippersnappers versus all the olds. And now they're being called the olds. And I think that's where they are really not taking this well. <laughs> and it's kind of, to me, it's a little bit ridiculous too because they're not old. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking through my old, <laughs> my old blends, but. <laughs> But here's the thing. Okay. Truth. A moment of truth here. Yeah. I actually agree with Generation Z on a lot of their takes. Oh. But I think it's because they sort of idolize the 90s, like, aesthetic. Which, I mean, let's be honest, that was, like, when I – that's when I came of age. So, for me, that's – that is my aesthetic. So I'm kind of like, uh, yeah. Kindred spirits. Pretty much. Because some of the things they say, which are pretty dumb, I actually agree with. But I never really put much thought into it. 
I hated skinny jeans. I think skinny jeans look terrible. I think when they came out, I basically, which I got to say, my husband heard me saying this and he was offended, but- Because all he wears is skinny jeans? No, he hates skinny (laughs) jeans. But I did say when in the 90s, no one would be caught dead in skinny jeans, which is just a fact. Like nobody wore skinny jeans in the 90s. You would be mocked mercilessly. Because it was was the complete opposite. Everyone was baggy. Exactly. And I said this, and this makes me a terrible person and I will own it, but I'll repeat it because I am a terrible person. (laughs) But I said the only people who wore skinny jeans were the poor kids, which is true. (laughs) (laughs) Because they couldn't afford to buy pants that fit. And so... Or that and, fell off you. Yeah, because remember, like, the, the kids that would, like, smoke behind the school? Like, they would wear the skinny jeans. Oh, because that, that, that was, like, metal. That was, yeah. like, the, like, like, the metal kids. Were, yeah. yeah. They wore the skinny jeans. They were the I only ones. they were ones. poor. I, don't, I think mm. it was just, like, it was, like, they were, they they were, were metal kids. They were poor. I they were acid washed. I just think you hate fucking metal kids. I and mean, that was their culture. You hate the, You hate metal culture. I'm not a big fan of metal culture. I did. I was well, friends with somebody who was into metal and it was like Cannibal Corpse or something. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Some hardcore shit. I don't know. I mean, I listened to Slayer for a hot minute. Is that metal? That's metal, right? Yeah. Yeah, there definitely. They're one of I the mean, top four. There you go. So I can't be, four. you can't say I hate metal culture. I mean, I probably do. Well, but apparently you, can't you do. Say. You're, 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 <laughs> your biases are coming out. Okay. Calling them poor, the smokers. <laughs> sit there and they're, they're tight. Poor jeans. <laughs> I'm talking Listening about to their the 90s. poor metal hey, music. This is just facts, okay? This is just facts. The other or thing, biases, <laughs> you racist. I am. I'm terrible. The other thing is, and this one is really dumb, but I actually agree with it. But I never would articulate. I don't think I would ever actually say this out loud. And that's where we we diverge. But right. the stupid emoji <laughs> with the like cry face emoji. Because mm-hmm. that's a thing that apparently Generation Z is like, don't use that emoji. I've never in my life, and I will stand by this, <laughs> I have never in my life used that dumb emoji because it looks <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Like, I've always thought it looks ridiculous. I also, you will never hear LOL coming out of my fingertips because I don't do that. I am a ha-ha <laughs> To death. Like, that is what I am. I'm a ha-ha-ha. Like, I will never LOL anybody. Is, is Gen Z a ha-ha-ha? I don't know if Gen Z's a ha-ha-ha, but they definitely don't use that dumb emoji. And I agree with them. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, it's funny. What's, uh, with the battle lines, How what draws the battle lines here? It's laughing emojis, hair parts, and ha-ha-ha. I will say that in defense of millennials, I I feel like the, all the things that people have always shit on them about, yeah, about not wanting to like do their time and like come up in the ranks, ah, always demanding demanding <laughs> that they they get more. Um, I actually don't put that on them. I put that on their the parents, parents, yeah, who for years and years have been told coddle to raise them. your kids, like not coddle them. They're raising them like you would raise a rich kid, like because because what 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 do we do? All we do constantly is valorize and try to copy rich people, or at least the myths of what yeah. we think rich people do and how why are they successful? Oh, it's because they're tiger moms or oh, it's because I don't know, they constantly tell them to always demand a raise and never work in labor, you know? Like uh yeah. that's just the way it is. Um they always don't ever don't go from the bottom, demand that you get the corner office. And that's what millennials were raised to do because their parents just want them to succeed. And so now the generation that generation X uh, or every other generation that kind of accepted the fact that you have to work in like a like a janitor position and yeah. work your way up, they're like, no man, fuck you! Like <laughs> you can't just demand more, even though for a lot of millennials they definitely it works. can. Like I've seen it work so many times, and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> right, exactly, and everyone hates it because it fucking works. And they're like, they're like, yeah. no, you can't do that. I, I, I was a janitor. I, I saw things. I saw things. And and know. you know, 
And these kids are like, nah, fuck you, old man. Uh, I'm going to make more money, like, right now, because I'm going to demand more money. And yeah. it's like a hack. They, they hacked life, and everyone else is just pissed off about it. Well, they hacked life, but they really did it. Like, they definitely... The part that makes me irritated at the generation of millennials, and these are all stereotypes, but is the whole fact that there's this collective whatever narrative that they are the generation that experienced xyz it's like did we all stop living during these time periods because it's like i'm like excuse me i was also there <laughs> like i experienced all those same fucking things too because i was alive as well so i don't we know we had to go through 9 11 i'm like oh uh, yeah so did i motherfucker i was working that day <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The the whole yeah, this like weird idea that they alone experienced the things that they experienced throughout their lives without taking into account and you know, I'm going to even throw this out there. Boomers experienced that shit too. They were they were also <laughs> alive during that time. And the part where I get really annoyed and I'm going to I'm going to say I'm a little bit of a boomer apologist in this because I just oh. don't think that I don't believe in this whole like generation versus generation thing, to be honest, because the whole thing about like all the boomers did this and all the boomers did that and they benefited from this. And that. it's like, yeah, they benefited from certain things, but who fucking instituted that shit? It wasn't the generation. It was the fucking elected officials. Like if you want to like place blame on anyone, fucking Reagan, dude, like just start there. Because I feel like Reagan is really where everything just fucking declines. Like, he has destroyed this country. I feel, I feel like you're really not giving Nixon enough credit here. I mean, <laughs> he was working hard to destroy everything. Okay. I mean, but my point is, it was not... And also... You're forgetting that Eisenhower made a deal with the aliens to sell our body parts off for nuclear, yeah, but, for, for alien but technology. the tax rate when Eisenhower was president was still pretty high. So I'm just saying, like, in terms of – I'm talking the differentials. When you talk about, like, CEO salaries versus, like, wages for people – um, and notice how I, I put us as people and the CEOs are not people. <laughs> yes. Um, we all know that instinct. Exactly. <laughs> I'm saying they that are the future meat. <laughs> They're our future meats. Yes, they are. That it's I, just a fact, people. It's a fact. It is. That started with the Reagan, the whole CEO inflated, disgusting differentials. That kind of really accelerated at that time, and it just never has. You know, actually, I had this thought the other well, day. Well, I think you're you're also not giving Milton Friedman enough credit there either. So all right, keep all right, going. All right. Um, I had this thought the other day that if inflation or salaries had followed stamp prices, like think about it. How much did a stamp cost? It's like doubled, right? Like if you if you took like minimum wage and like followed it with the stamp, like aligned it with the cost of a stamp. When I was a kid or when I was a teenager, a stamp was $25 or $25. Whoa. <laughs> no, we 25 cents. Alternate universe. <laughs> Now you have to pay $500 if you want to send a package anywhere. What the fuck's happening? No, 25 cents. It was 25 cents. Now uh, it's what? What is it? Like 40 no something? No idea. I don't know. I think, I think a book of 10 costs 20 bucks. But the minimum wage has gone up by $2. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, when I, like, the first job I held, I think minimum wage was five something, five twenty-five. Yeah, but that yeah yeah it was yeah it was definitely five. And I know which is ridiculous. Isn't that ridiculous? We made five dollars an hour. <laughs> yeah, I was working in a library, so five dollars an hour is probably way overplayed. Overplayed. Yeah, but if you compare that to the cost of like a stamp, right? If a stamp is twenty five cents, and now it's whatever it is, which is like forty eight cents or something, that's like substantial change. Right. Why did salary only go up by like? The minimum wage went up by two dollars. Well, fucking Elon Musk and and Bezos can't become billionaires, you know, just by normal processes. They have to leech it out of the bedrock of the working class. Mm. That's right, people. 
We need a fight! We need to get together and steal the machines of power! Fucking eat the rich! Um, well, that, that's that's the gen war of the generations for ya. Everyone has a favorite disaster. For some, it's the Mount St. Helens eruption. For others, it's the San Francisco earthquake. For me, it was that Christmas in 1986 when I received half a dozen model airplane kits. But if you're Britney Spears, every day since 2008 has been a constant Christmas of 1986, and we'll talk all about it in our Bizarre segment coming up after the break. dismantled your MX stockpile. Pakistan is threatening my border. That's it, Buster. No more military aid. Nuke them. Get them before they get you. Another quality home game from Butler Brothers. From solipsistic conspiracies that question the nature of our reality to the psychosocial crucifixions of our celebrity gods, our consumer choices tell us much about who we are as a civilization and maybe even where we're going. So let's take a quick look at some of the delicious morsels that offer in our bizarrest segment. Where did you get this? These things are not to be played with. And the antiques remain cursed. I do have an offer to make. You could understand everything. All right, the first one I want to talk about is this new documentary called Glitch in the Matrix. There's another world behind this world. We are living in a computer programmed reality. Simulation theory is the idea that this is all fake. The only clue we have is when some alteration in our reality occurs. It's basically about this idea of life is a simulation that that we are some people believe we're in a game some people Ooh, believe like black mirror uh like the dating app which one? episode <laughs> dating app which one was that dating app it's one? like where the two characters it's basically ai or something where the two characters are living in a simulation to find their perfect partner <laughs> And then they try to escape out of the simulation, and then the app says, oh, okay, these two are meant to be together. Oh, oh. Well, I guess, yeah, similar to that. Um, it, but in, in more sometimes in more bleak ways, because uh, the idea, there's also the idea uh, we could just be bits in a quantum computer, and mm-hmm. the computer is just trying to figure out the best market price for heirloom tomatoes. So it creates an entire world, has actual human intelligence going about scurrying around their, their, their world, and somewhere in the background that we're not aware of, it's trying to comp- compute how best to sell heirloom tomatoes uh, or corner of the market on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, another idea is that uh, kind of like what the Matrix was pushing is this idea that we are what's called a Boltzmann brain. We're just brains in, in buckets somewhere, Gross. and we're living a life, an imaginary life. Um, but, yeah, we're just we're just brains, and everything around us is fake. Um, have you ever had that moment, Tiwi, of, of yes. feeling like this is a simulation? I mean, I have that all the time because I have psychic moments, and they don't make sense to me. Um, I had another one recently that was very bizarre. Yeah. No, this one's actually pretty good. Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of <laughs> did, sound, did I sound uh, uh, extra <laughs> skeptical right there? Just a little bit. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not going to go off about that person's name I dreamt because I still feel like something's going to happen with that guy. But um, no, recently, this is bizarre. I uh, had this weird feeling that I just needed to check my um, – bank statement which i don't ever like i never check my bank statement ever 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 Bad practice well i don't pay the i have you know my my husband pays the bills he's the master (laughs) of coin so i just spend and then basically cash in my points but so i never checked the statement and i just had this i don't know i was just like huh i need to check my statement so i actually installed the app like the chase app uh-huh. I had to remember how to log in, so I had to figure all that out. I got in, and literally the first three things on there, somebody has stole my credit card. And oh. Yeah, and they had used it the day before and that day that I was looking at it. In fact, they used it, like, maybe a few minutes before I, like, looked. 
at Chipotle. They had been going on a Chipotle shopping spree. They had purchased something like $80 worth of Chipotle, which that's a lot of, like, how do you spend $80 at Chipotle? But They're trying to feed their family, you hateful <laughs> robber baron. Well, I mean, I called my card and you know, I got my card stopped and everything. But And somewhere two little tight pant-wearing <laughs> children are going hungry. Right. But I feel like that was an interesting situation. I never checked my statement. And obviously, I was meant to stop this Chipotle spree because had I not, they probably would have gotten away with it. Because here's the thing. Because I never checked my statement... I'm pretty sure my spouse would think that I was the one buying this Chipotle oh. because it wasn't like... Because <laughs> you're a Chipotle degenerate? <laughs> I could be. He probably would just be like, God, you spent God a lot of money on Chipotle. What's <laughs> wrong with you? Disgust me. <laughs> but, because I mean, that's not uncommon for him to say, Jesus, what'd you spend on Amazon? <laughs> and then I'll be but like, $80 oh. at Chipotle? I, think, I mean, I like, exactly. I feel like that's a conversation. No, that would have been a conversation. I'm yeah. sure he would have been like, did you really spend $80 at Chipotle? <laughs> but because my statement isn't due for like another week and a half, they would have uh, had my card now for, you know, like three weeks. And by then they probably would have moved to Ikea. Oh, I'm sure that I would hope they would go further with that. <laughs> I have a high limit. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that was one of those moments where I was kind of like, huh, that's weird. So you think that like psychicness is a or psychic ability I mean, I, I would be like a could hint be, toward. Yeah, it could be tied to this simulation. It's idea. like a glitch. It's, a, it's yeah. like a like, glitch in the Matrix. Exactly. Like my code, like somebody deleted my node in the script. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, we live in a goddamn fucking matrix. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I'm very interested in this new documentary, and I think I'm going to watch it. But before I do, I think people should pay for it and watch it themselves. And maybe, who knows, if it sucks, you know, DM me. Get in those DMs. First, first the angel investors... And I know, then, you're like really trying to get people to like, hit you up in the DMs. <laughs> like, well, I, mostly the angel event, mostly the angel investors. Why can't investors. they just publicly message you? Why does it have to be all I don't know slide? how to use Twitter. <laughs> 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 I thought that's how you communicated on Twitter. Oh, I, I mean, no, I, they can, I like, hear everyone talking about the DMs. They can just comment. <laughs> it's all like sinister and private. Okay. Oh. Well, then, yeah, comment publicly. I guess I, I maybe it sounded like I was trying to lure you in the back of yeah. my office over here. Like, yeah, jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm one of those people that just doesn't like to do the Twitter. Uh, I don't know oh, really how okay. to do it. I don't really like Twitter either. I'm not going to lie. So I'm sorry if I was making some overt or yeah. suggestions. Uh, all right. So the next one, uh, the next documentary on the on the docket that caught my eye was The Witch of King's Cross. I darkened the room to clear my mind of all conscious thought. I had been constantly aware of a world of vast, mysterious powers. Now it had begun to emerge. For the first time in centuries, a witch has written a full confession a revelation of her weird, inhuman power. Rosalie Norton would probably be the most exciting artist from that period. Trans magic. The astral plane. And the occult. Satanists at cross in weird ritual. A media scandal. Christian conservative culture versus strong, sexually active, artistic woman who identifies as a witch. It's a documentary about Rosalind Norton, who was a self-proclaimed witch, um, who had experienced childhood visions back in the day. And from around the age of 23, she practiced trance magic and, you know, some of that super sexy sex magic. Um, and she basically was this known kind of oddity in Sydney. But also, like, after a certain time, after the 60s, she just disappeared. It, like, became a... Like, no one knows... Like, even in Sydney there, she kind of was just kind of not really a well-known figure. Mm. But she is one of those oddities, those weird people. I think that we need to. I love weird people. Right, and 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 she and now, especially now that the witches are back, they're coming back. The the oh, they're back. <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere. You can't avoid them. Uh, I feel like you have to pay homage to the 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 people who, honestly, coming out as a witch back in the '60s was much more risky than coming out as a witch. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. in in 2020 or 2021, um, it's just. It's not even really that remarkable. Uh, all the people did the legwork earlier. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 
give that, give that, give old Rosaline a little heads up. Learn about the witch. Not much to say about that one. Uh, there's a lot more to say about this next one because I we both mm. saw this one. Uh, framing Britney. Mm. Um, we're a little late on this one, but let's just get some reactions out there <laughs> because uh, you know it's not really I, bizarre, but it, it yeah. sort of is. It's it's kind of a, a it's a cultural thing now. Um, it's like a revelation. I feel like right, and I think everyone at this point knows the framing Britney thing. So I'm not going to rehash what it's about. Um, I'm just going to start with my hot take. Okay. So when I was watching the documentary, they make a big deal about how everyone's kind of coming at her. There's one particular interview. Actually, I think there's a few. Said, or, or we're asking her, have you had sex yet? Yeah. Have you had sex yet? Have you, did you screw, uh, what's his face? Justin Timberlake. Uh, Justin Timberlake. And it, it does seem like completely... Gross. Why are you even asking her? Yeah, you know, like, like what, so did we did we honestly live in a time where that was actually allowed? But my hot take was that remember when she was coming up, this is in the Bush era and the whole chastity movement, the whole like be a good clean Christian was was, you know, big. And she was one of the, she was trying to like, obviously probably by her handlers, I don't know, pushed into that realm. And she's like, I'm a Christian. I'm never going to have sex. I'm a virgin until I'm married. And, but she had that that dichotomy of like I'm this you know I'm a sex symbol as as well. So at that point, is isn't she inviting no. those kinds of questions I don't when think she's so. like when she's pushing the like I'm a virgin, you should be a virgin. Not just I'm a virgin, but she's also saying you should all be virgins. I don't because think she ever did that. I don't remember Brittany ever saying anybody should be virgins. I don't she think was she, part of the movement. She was part of that that the the that you know chastity movement. How I don't think she was. I think uh, that was Jessica Simpson. I don't. Britney was never part of that. Britney was never like a chastity movement person, and neither was like the other person from the Mickey Mouse Club. Who was it? Christina Aguilera. And I don't think Christina Aguilera got any of this stuff that. Well, she probably got some of it. But the difference was that the only difference I think is that. Britney was young, right? They were both young when they started. And like they were teenagers. But the difference was just that Britney said she was a virgin. That's it. I don't think Christina Aguilera said that. That's the only difference. It's that one said she was and one didn't. I don't think one did. And so you have this sort of, oh, well, you're you know, this person and you're this other person. So then they just basically that became sort of a... I don't know. Everybody just constantly, I guess, asked her that all the time, which is gross. I think now because I was like reading Entertainment Weekly from, yeah. I guess, two thousand three, and so she's not that innocent. Well, <laughs> like, I feel like oh, that, that song came yeah. out in ninety nine, though. Uh, when did she start dating? What's his face? Timberlake, I think, in like yeah. two thousand two or something. Oh yeah, that's when it was two thousand three. So I think because she said in an interview, Britney Spears confirms that everyone has long suspected that her long ago vow to remain virgin until marriage long ago fell by the wayside. However, she said in an upcoming issue of W Magazine, the only guy she's ever slept with is Justin Timberlake. Um, maybe you're. I mean. Clearly, I don't think she ever – I don't recall Britney ever telling anybody else. She's actually, like, pretty measured, which is kind of weird because I've never been a Britney fan. I was too old for that. But um, I just feel like she just got the shit end of the stick. But she was always pretty middle ground, kind of like you do you, I'll do me kind of thing. And that's probably what it was. And the thing is is that that's she just probably was <laughs> – I mean, being public and I think saying anything about anything makes you an uh, – Yeah, you're a target. And I think she was just too young and she obviously didn't have anybody like supporting her or I should say backing her, protecting her. My take on the documentary was that I felt guilty because <laughs> I, I feel like when – Because you were, you were part of the trash. You were part of the trash cycle. I was definitely consuming the trash cycle and I do remember being – amused when she shaved her head a little shocked and kind of like whoa and I, I'm probably you know I probably had some disgusting garbage takes when it happened and now I see it's like this woman who clearly was being tortured by media people calling her all kinds of horrible things and now as a mother I feel like it goes to another level when she just has these little babies all she wants is her babies Kevin Federline won't let her have her babies 
her dad's involved. It's, you know, that's the worst. As a mom, having your, little, your bugs taken away from you is the worst, right? And then the press is calling you a bad mom. You probably already feel, you know, like you're a bad mom for whatever reason, because I think all moms at some point feel like a bad mom. So now you have other people calling you a bad mom. I mean, there was at some point some lady said she wanted to kill her. It's just, it's just. <laughs> I, I know it was just for being a slut. <laughs> right. It's like, how much can the human psyche take? You're going to break if this is just coming at you in all directions. Nobody really is advocating for you. And then the people who are supposed to be, you know, the compassionate news people are like coming at you like Diane Sawyer, who's like, you're a slut. I don't know what she said, but it was basically kind of like that. Like, <laughs> she said, why did you break his heart? You yeah, dirty basically. Fucking... It was like, you're what a did you do, Brittany? <laughs> right? what, what did, did you, you do? do? It's, you know, it's like everyone is coming at you. And she, her mom says that she probably had postpartum depression. She, she got fucked, man. And then her dad comes in piece of shit. I don't know her dad, but now I fucking hate him <laughs> and gets her like locked into this, like, imprisoned conservatorship which makes absolutely no sense how can you be in a conservatorship and you're actively working going on interviews like you're obviously not that messed up right in the documentary they reveal that they want to turn the conservatorship into a business they're like this is right a it's a perfect business model of like indentured exactly servitude. it's like she's an indentured <laughs> slave what the hell i was just again reading through this entertainment weekly article from 2003 and it's interesting what the, the documentary left out because I guess they had to leave something out, right? Mm -hmm. But this sounds like – so Fred Durst, um, mm -hmm. he apparently he, – they, they her, him and Britney Spears, I guess, collaborated on a, a video or a song. Mm -hmm. And he went on uh, Howard Stern's show oh, no. where he described in graphic detail like – you know, having sex with her. Mm -hmm. How is that not in uh, the documentary? And like, one, how is like any of Howard's, like Howard Stern's whole shtick was like, yeah. you know. Howard Stern's hey. vile. Well, he's still vile, though. He hasn't changed. That's still what he does. Or she wasn't the first. She probably was not even the last. I don't, no. I don't know what's going on in celebrity culture right now. I'm sure that. No, there's others. Who Who's the who's the current train wreck of of? Like, the modern era. I mean, there's so many. Um, I mean, people come for the the Kardashians a lot, but they're they're so manufactured. They're like, it's just they, right. They're ugh. they're very controlled. I don't think that like uh, yeah. There's so many. I don't know where to start. There was an article though that came out after framing Britney that basically said there was it kind of named a few other victims of this situation, um, like Amanda Bynes, kind of. She had some sort of mental health stuff, and she got really just shitty treatment from the press. Um, obviously, Lindsay Lohan was named. She's kind That's of the greatest tragedy. She's receded. Her. She like lived in Greece, or she lives in no, she lives in uh, what is it? Saudi, Dubai, yeah, UAE. Yeah, yeah, she lives in the UAE. It's so weird. Don't don't attack her choices. Okay, Lilo hater. <laughs> I'm a Lilo hater. <laughs> Who I'm trying to think who's like the current now I can't I'm drawing a blank on like celebs. I mean there's like oh Demi Lovato. I think Demi Lovato would be your current like semi Is she a train wreck? Well, she's not a train wreck, but she she's had some pretty Isn't she also like a full grown adult? Yeah, she's an adult, of course. Um I feel like I feel like like to get the real train wreck treatment, you have to like be young. I mean Addison Ray, who's like a TikTok star. She's like, uh, people are kind of coming for her, but she's pretty well manufactured. Um, maybe that's why they're they're taking a post mortem of Britney now is because they don't have any. Like, I mean, good honestly, trash like anymore. the people that hate, like the celeb, like vultures, people really hate Meghan Markle, which I feel like is tied in racism. But there's a <laughs> whole lot of hate for Meghan Markle right now. Can't she also just be a terrible person? I mean, I don't know anything about her, wow. uh, but like, <laughs> could could she just be a shitty person? I mean, I guess. I mean, Oprah likes her, so maybe not. But maybe Oprah's a piece of shit too. I'd have never met Oprah. Um, she did. Oprah did give us fucking Doctor Phil and Doctor Oz. Honestly, so why how are people good... coming for Oprah? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, she like, gave what us Doctor Phil. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
I feel yeah. like the reassessment of these last, uh, I don't know, of the 90s mm-hmm. is, is coming. And they're going to come for Oprah hard. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, all right. Well, that was the show. And these are your parting words. This is what the same and the cops say. I smell that stunk. Can I search her car? Repeat after me. Far Off Topic is produced by myself, Jax, and Tiwi, and edited to the music of Wailing Doom by your host. You can contact us on Facebook at Far Off Topic Show and Far Off Topic on all the socials. You can even send it to my DM. Of course. <laughs> Stay out of there. Get in the DMs. <laughs> so gross. Uh, you can <laughs> you can reach me via Twitter at Fiasco Jones and Tiwi at Tiwi Said Stuff. Jax at Captain Jax four five eight. Tell him to come out of his cave that he shouldn't be ashamed anymore of his. What was he ashamed of again? Um, his lack of editing skills? I don't remember. Oh, no, no, he wasn't a flash. He's not a flashy attorney. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Tell him to come out of his cave and, and just embrace the fact that he's not a flashy attorney. He's just our attorney. Um, clips from the new episodes will be posted to our YouTube account where you can find the full show notes. If you'd like to support the show, feel free to comment or rate. Most of all, thank you for listening. And until you hear from us again, so mote it be. So, mote it be.